When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi again, everybody, and welcome into the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast today down in Orlando for Summer League and talking about Al Jefferson, the latest guy that the Indiana Pacers have come to terms with three years, 30 million. And for more insight on Al Jefferson and who he is, nobody better to talk with than the Charlotte Observer's Rick Bunnell, who's been covering them for quite some time, haven't you? (laughs) Forever. Forever. Okay, there you go. And you know Al better than anyone. What are the Pacers getting in Al Jefferson? Well, just to talk about off the court for a minute, what you're getting is the definition of a gentleman. Um, I, he's a small-town guy from Mississippi. He never got too big for his britches. Um, I think you, you, the media loves him because Al is, is very courteous, very homespun, tells funny stories. It just, I'm, he's a, um, I try not to play favorites, but it's hard. Not to really, really like Al. He'll, he'll charm you up there. I trust you. Trust me on that. The first reaction to the trade, number one, was the, the value, I think. Three years, $30 million. And with so many guys getting skyrocketing contracts, that seems like a fair price. What would you say about that? I would say it is in what I call the new normal. What I mean by that is yeah. I wasn't sure that Al would ever, again, play for a salary in, in, in seven figures. But Well, actually, eight figures. But what I'm saying is... Um, when you look at everything else that's going on around the league, um, he's you know you're 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 going to get a guy who is going to be very very dependable low post score and frankly there aren't many of those anymore. When you think about it, it's, no. ba- it's basically Zach and Boogie and and, and Ale. Um, he's uh, it, I think what will be interesting is I mean from everything I've heard, Larry Bird really wants to inc- speed the tempo of his team and. It's going to be hard to ask Al to do that. But the beauty of Al is he's at a point in his career, I think, where um, he's not going to have a problem coming off the bench. Because, and, it, yeah, and when you look at the lineup, that seems like the obvious thing for him to kind of lead that second group. And, you know, it's, it takes a while for other players to adjust with playing a true low post center. But once you do, everything gets easier because the, the double teaming that has to go on to deal with Al in the post is – um, really going to open up some things for jump shooters. I imagine Paul George, for instance, is really going to enjoy playing him, playing with him. Um, one other thing I'd say, um, you know, Al, remember, is one of the last players in the league who, um, still in the league, who who uh, turned pro right out of high school. So the only thing is, there's a lot of mileage in that body. I think he's he's, he's um, played more than twenty five thousand NBA minutes. The saving grace in that was that when Al Jefferson was eight, 19 years old, he played an old man's game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, what, what, he do, what he does is all, is all skill. It's, it, he's got the best set of ball fakes in the NBA. He doesn't, what I'm saying is he, can play, he doesn't have to play above the rim to be very effective offensively as a center. That's a good thing. And, and, by, and the other thing he does very well is he's a very reliable defensive rebounder. What type of leadership skills does Al have? Are we going to see him be a guy that leads that second group in terms of communication? 
I would say he's somebody who gets along with everybody. Okay. Um, Likeable guy. Yeah. I, I mean, I, if you're looking for him to give, give a rousing speech in the locker room, I don't know if he's that guy. Uh, but I, like I said, what I'm, Ale, Ale defines goodwill. And people like, like him. They like being around him. They get along with him. One of the big stories you wrote last year, I believe it was, was how he dropped fried chicken from his diet, yeah. had dropped 20 pounds. And at the bottom of that, it was a fun note because what he's coming to with the Pacers, that he really enjoys fishing and being kind of a country type of guy. Um, he really needed to lose that weight, and he felt so much better. You know, I, I went with the, the Hornets to China last preseason, and I walked up to Ale at a practice in, in Shenzhen, and I said, do you notice – that you're 20, 20 pounds lighter, and he just got this. He just got this huge grin on his face because, of course, I do. He said, "My my my joints ache less." He said, "I think the only thing I can really say about that weight is I have no idea why I didn't do it years ago." When you look at what he's done, and it's it's funny to see that he's been with four different teams for three years each. Mm-hmm. Have you ever talked with him about why he hasn't been a franchise guy or been with one team for so long? Um, I think you could argue that. He and maybe Mike Conley and, uh, and Kemba Walker are, th- are three players who clearly have all-star ability and have never gone to all-star games. Just uh, Some of it's because of slow starts in the early season. I mean, it was, it was very, you know, that first season he was with the, with the uh, Hornets, it was interesting that on the one hand he wa- was not selected to the all-star team, but he ended up third-team all-NBA. That's, yeah, I saw know. that a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, th- th- you know, that's kind of the deal on him is, is um, you know what you're getting. And at this point in his career, he doesn't think too much of himself to sift into a role. And he seems like even after he missed 35 games, I think it was last year, for a knee injury. Mm, he had surgery. Ba- yeah, he was able to come back, and it looked like he still put up the numbers. How did he look, would you say, after that um, knee injury? Clinton? I thought Steve Clifford made the best observation about that when he said that when Al came back, you noticed he got his agility back. That he was he was obviously pl- he'd obviously sort of dragged one leg around uh, the first half of the season until it, until it got bad enough that he just needed to have an operation. Damn. By the way, in the, in the reality of the situation is at yeah. this point in his career, you just have to accept the fact that he's going to miss you know a good a good fifteen to twenty games every season now. That's it's just, just the it's just the, that's just the reality of the mileage on his body. As far as the Hornets go and the offseason that they have had, what do you make of so many different guys being able to leave with much better deals elsewhere in this new marketplace? I think it says really, really good things about the work that the Hornets front office did a year ago, that they had five guys all simultaneously reach unrestricted free agency, and all five of them have a, you know, know, know where they're playing and for how much money in the first, what, 36 hours of, of uh of free agency, they all knew what was going on. I mean, that's five for five is is pretty impressive, and they all and they all got really nice contracts. What is the thought now of Michael Jordan as an owner? Because years ago it wasn't very good. It was he, he can't run a team. Look <coughs> at what he's done. But you're right. Look at what they've done over the last couple of years. And hiring Steve Clifford, I think, was a big reason for all of that. I think because he's Michael Jordan, I think people think that he's you know this this marionette who's pulling all these strings. And Steve Clifford tells me all the time that one of the things that he, he likes most about working for Michael is Michael's always available as a resource, but he will never tell – he never tells his coaches how to coach. It's, 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 you know, he'll offer input, and, and, and Steve is constantly asking for input, but, you will ne- but the, uh, Michael ends every conversation with, but Steve, you're the coach. It's your call. Very good, Rick. I appreciate you taking some time here. More than happy to.
Thanks again to Rick Bennell for sitting down and talking a little bit about Al Jefferson and what Pacer fans can expect from him in the coming years. Now, of course, that deal is not finalized yet. We have to wait until the NBA moratorium is over come July 7th. That's the first day any of these deals can be made official. I am interested in talking with Nate McMillan and Pacers president Larry Bird of where they think Al Jefferson will play best. I think it'll be with that second unit coming off the bench, adding a much-needed scoring punch with that bench unit. You should have a fresh and healthy C.J. Miles ready to go, plus Rodney Stuckey, who is at his best when he is attacking, driving, seeing what he can do off the bounce. And with Al in there, it's only going to open things up, I think, like Rick said, for everyone else, especially along the perimeter, open jumpers for guys like C.J. Miles, Stuckey, Glenn Robinson III, etc. I do like this pickup. Three years, $30 million in today's marketplace is not too much. And the Pacers, being a small market team, have to do a lot of their roster building through the draft and via trade just because they can't compete with the big boys when it comes to money. Herb Simon, the team owner, will not go into the luxury tax. And as a result, that impacts what the Pacers can and cannot do moving forward in free agency. Subscribe to the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, however you like to consume podcasts. We are on there. All archived episodes are there for your listening any time of day. That's it for this episode of the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast. Talk to you again soon.